This is Lori Jean Fennell, a singer and songwriter, coming to you from Portland, Oregon. I hope all is going well with you. It is Thursday, March 23rd, and the sun is not out today, though. It's been out a lot this week. I've been out walking around and with my foot brace for my drop foot from the injuries from anesthesia in 1990, and I've been thrilled. I've been actually able to get out and walk around and enjoy the weather. I went to go swimming here locally and the pool wasn't open. I put up a real cute short on that at my Twitter, Lori Pinella, if you want to check that out. I was so sad. I waited three months to go swimming and I got myself all together perfectly. I had been working out quite a bit, so I was proud of myself and I got a new bathing suit that covered me more. And I just got all ready, walked out and saw the caution tape. And I thought, I don't see a sign. Maybe they mean caution, it's wet. So of course I climbed under the yellow tape, walked around, still kind of feeling I wasn't doing the right thing. As I walked by the men's um, locker room, I could see a sign hanging down. So I went and I peeked at that and it said it was closed. So I said, well, okay, I have to acknowledge that. I was all excited to have the pool to myself, but being thrown up, being all wet, and then you don't know if it's been cleaned properly because it's closed. So I thought, well, you know, all in all, this probably wouldn't be a good idea to try and go swimming anyway. <laughs> so I just was very kind of sad about that, but happy that I found out that my my gym membership was still active because I hadn't gone in so long. So, so I, you know, kind of speaking of kind of nostalgia and things that mean a lot to you and going back to what you love, I um, went back to a song by the water. I probably have already done it here. I probably uploaded an old copy of it, but my voice sounds a lot better now um, in some respects. And I just recorded it again this morning. And I found it in my um, iCloud. So I'm doing it on my Mac that my son gave me for Christmas a couple years ago. And I, um, it's echoey, which, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, that's too echoey and you can't use that for radio quality. And, you know, digital, even just, you know, digital sites when you're trying to put music up somewhere or you know internet station radio whatever kind of internet I suppose you could say um, they would tell me you know I mean, your stuff's too echoey and but you know I, I suppose those I can see but the first songs that I I ever did when I first started writing music many years ago in 2011 I started writing music I um, I loved them they were so from the heart they were the worst of my head injuries from abuse and I, you know, you can never replicate those moments and the vulnerability where you were when you wrote those songs. So I just drank that in when I recorded this today and I was just so happy with it. I have been doing different meditations. Um, I did one with uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza uh, the last three mornings, uh, except this morning I did 
instead of the 35 minute 35 minute morning meditation that he gives out at YouTube you can just search it um, I uh, I tried a 15 minute one first I thought well it's shorter let me try and I kind of contemplated it because as women our bodies are in such a fragile state being taken down constantly the control of us that uh, my body fights it so much that um, it can really put it in such to such an exerted state and I was right about that but fortunately I got past it and then did the 35 minute one so if you're just starting out um, with him because I am referring this morning meditation to you but the 35 minute one um, just be careful because your body will go to a place where it definitely needs to go to get those off of you that are trying to control you literally and um, put you in a place where you can start to to find your way back to your body more physically now I don't know what kind of injuries you may or may not have sustained I'm assuming you're in an abusive situation or this is just the way it is for every woman and with not every woman talks about it but you know you just want to be careful um, which which ones of his you do because he will come at you also at the end of the 35 minute morning meditation uh, more briskly and abruptly to bring you out of it where because I've meditated for so long I personally needed that the first time I did it um, and I was more aware of it the second time to just uh, know that it's coming on and especially with head trauma that could really shift you in uh, too much of a vulnerable vulnerable excuse me place that it could really um, set your body to a state where um, would take you too far uh, to a different realm health health wise and could cause kind of a shock to your body and I definitely don't want to see that so um, I I have been doing that and um, it has been taking my body to a different state out of control to um, shockingly he took me and I've never had this before to a place where I could actually feel my body levitating in space where he wanted it and I was very impressed by that um, because I'm not quite into the control factor of the voice and where a person can actually take you and not 100% believing it but I do meditate a lot a lot a lot now and so it was easier for me to be open so you know if you don't meditate you might not be as open to it but I would suggest if you're having trouble with abuse having trouble controlling your life um, being able to take control of your your life physically because uh, we know how it is to be a woman that you meditate um, even if it's just music I can't just meditate with no sound I have to have something playing and the first things that I did many years ago at the worst of the uh, abuse trying to constantly heal from anything I could find out there um, I liked the the beautiful um, meditational sounds of the sea I love the um, what do they call them Tibetan sound bells or uh, I think that's what they're called bowls the Tibetan song bowls not the really loud ones I think the singing bowls I'm sorry I like singing bowls I think they're all Tibetan I think some are louder and others are softer but all these things um, when you've really been taken to the farthest point in your life to your most vulnerableness and you're, you're at your most fragile and you're trying to hold on and come back 
to to be strong enough health-wise to fully be yourself, never mind trying to take control of your life, where you're trying to fight both of these, I find it's an ongoing thing. Um, these things can really help you. So I'll, I'll go over the lyrics if I haven't already gone over the lyrics with you. And I found a whole notebook of... Um, folder I should say a folder of my first songs not that I had lost it but I opened it up again and I moved the words around a little bit so I have I probably have tried it both ways I have by the water I'm soaking my hair it's so wet my clothes are all beneath me seeing nothing and no one I'm as free as I can be down by the waters, the fragilest, the fragilest you can be. And obviously when a woman is at her most intimate and she's alone and she's experiencing herself at this time, she's enjoying nature around her, she's feeling um, free within her own space, um, it, it's a very beautiful thing. And I would think it's beautiful to anyone. Um, Oh, there was something else I was going to say this I don't remember but well let me go to the next thing and it'll probably come up to me but and then I say by the water is where I'm so free it's the most fragilest the fragilest you can be and then um oh yes yes I had started out with this verse first I I think my mind wasn't working quite as well I think at that time because I would rather um the element of the woman being out there and where she is in her mind come up first and then she starts seeing everything else around her after she's experienced herself so I see the water the wolves the owls the sand and the sea kind of like when you see the photos on the the walls of the church and I would constantly just stare at those because I was um, so into storyline and I so wanted to be read to and I was never read to that I remember, maybe once when my aunt babysat and then my sister when she would come home from school, but I wanted it so badly, like a lot, that when she would sit down and read to me after a few of the stories that we had a lot of books, there was the um, Britannia Encyclopedia children's books where they you don't have the colored pictures, but you have all the, the most beautiful old stories. So we had nice books, but uh, my mom just wasn't into reading. And she, I mean, she knew how to read, but probably she didn't feel she could read well. And then my father worked all the time. So so my sister would read a few stories, and I just really, really wanted them badly. But but so the pictures I was really into, I would say, okay, I'll, I'll try to make stories from the photos. And I probably was, gosh, I couldn't have been more than four or five years old and I think she thought it's very strange from that that I would talk that way and I would say it just like I was saying it now with the intellect in my voice but I really badly needed to make stories to the photos so I would stare at these beautiful photos of people that were they looked like they were being slain and they were just um, laying there so vulnerable looking up and of course they would have their clothes draped off of them and a lot of times, um, oh, I was talking about, yeah, they would be with the, the wildlife and it would just be such a, um, a serene, uh, a serene scene. So, and, and our priests would try to make us not afraid 
of the wildlife and because he would say in heaven or at least in heaven not to worry about them that it would be so peaceful and that they wouldn't hurt us so that's where i got i see the water which the water is of course so much a part of our spiritual aspect the wolves and the owls so they're naturally out there and they're right around me i'm not afraid and then the sand and the sea which i'm trying to read into now what's in the sand and the sea you know let, let's ask you let's ask myself let's ask everyone you know though this person is already knowing the importance of it let's evaluate the philosophy of philosophy of it even more um I believe I had a chorus in there sometimes I just let myself go nope nope I did another double double verse there I can see grass growing under my feet which I love that thing of just having your feet in the earth or in the sand especially the beach sand under my feet by the water it's where I'm so free and I just when I was being raised I was always by the beach um my feet would be under the sand uh if it wasn't a local beach it would be a beach in Maine by my grandma's uh eventually she got a um cottage out there she would rent a cottage or she bought a cottage and rented a lot to put it on but all these memories um i was just so taken by stories and pictures and nature i mean i was drinking in so much and then of course the chorus by the water it's where i'm so free it's the most fragile the fragile you can be and then i come down to i see the angels coming come down by the water come down by with me and i'm telling the angel not to be afraid i just could feel like i had spoken to the angels so much in my life that it was easy for me to write this i mean i died once of convulsions when i was a child and then i came back and then of course i lost myself during anesthesia in 1990 when i woke up in the middle of surgery and then he said just hurry up and put it back out the doctor and i thought i had already had problems from the anesthesiologist when they they had a learning person in there too and they just so already messed it up and then they had to mess it up again give me more than they needed to cuz he wasn't in there in time to um do the surgery as to the amount they gave me they can only give you so much so they had to overmedicate me he was on the phone because he felt his uh, his private practice was more important so anyhow and he never admitted to it or paid me anything for it he just bent down and tried to kiss me in front of a nurse to throw me off so that's why I wondered if I was being here in traffic but it was in an unprofessional place I found out 2017 when I had my another routine surgery out here in Oregon and Portland and then when I could hear the sound of the anesthesia box being touched at that time and I was trying to tell the anesthesiologist which I've mentioned on here before and he thought I was just more in an emotional sensitive state I was trying to tell him I heard that noise somewhere and it just confirmed the fact that someone was playing around with the box it wasn't supposed to be in there that I had mentioned before I saw people in there had a time that could have been back from my home so it's you know it's a real creepy thing it's something oh it just sounds too unbelievable but you know to the point where I can just kind of talk about it um in layman's terms where it's just not that big of a deal anymore to to you know put it in those words. So I mean who knows someday it might mean something to somebody where the hospital's closed and the records have been all manipulated with. I got scared by the anesthesiologist in charge, not the the chief that I asked for that they strapped me down and 
choked me up under. Um, but the one who was in charge that actually did it, he made sure he got the records and took everything out. So, I mean, you know, after your brain damage, you're vulnerable, you're afraid, you're frightened. So, you know, that's just how it was. But, so yeah, I, I, I you know, lost the ability to work for a long time and have comfortablenesses in my life. And, and you just, you're flying, you're floating along a different element now with brain damage and um, just, you know, you're, you're very vulnerable to the world and they've taken complete control of you because, you know, some families are, you have to be on your own once you're 18, which is kind of sad whether or not you're a foster child. There was no, okay, we're going to help you now. It's just, okay, well, you're 18, you're on your own. We did our best and that's just how it was. And of course, when you're a woman, you're left in a very bad situation. You're, you're making less money. There's no way really to support yourself. So my life was very, very difficult. So when I got to a place where I was doing well, for some reason, um, someone didn't like that, I guess, or just wanted me. It wasn't a personal situation. but So that's where me having contact with the angels, or I should say contact, uh, feeling connection to angels comes in. I'm sure I contacted with angels <laughs> going and coming somewhere along the way. I guess maybe I wouldn't be there to remember. But yeah, it's, um, I see no one and no one else around me. It's so free. It's so free. It's so free. It's the most fragile she can be. So I'm telling the angels it's okay. Cause I know angels, or at least they say angels, they're afraid to come down and talk to us. Um, and you know, they need to feel reassured. So I, you know, as a baby, especially when you've died, you've got such this, this, um, knowledge uh, such a sure knowledge of certain things and that was one of the things that's very sure of is the the fragility of uh, angels and I don't want to say frailty because they're certainly not frail by any means but my own word I suppose fragility I made up is um, and they're really so fragile and um, their state of mind. I just want to make sure they're safe. So I mean, you have to wonder, are they whisked away, you know, someplace? I mean, does the devil, you know, in physical forms, some physical form really stay here where they're afraid to come down and they know they're safe up there, you know, yet they, you know, maybe for some reason they wander and, you know, they want to, you know, come near my waters a little bit. So, and then of course, the course at the end, by the water, it's where I'm so free. It's the most fragile, so fragile she can be. So these songs where, of course, they're not going to be accepted um, out there by all as far as, oh God, what is it called? Mainstream. It's it's so important to me. And I just felt so recently, I want to go through my songs that are so important. I'm still, you know, singing a lot of the ones that can be more toward accepting indie wise coming for me knowing that I am going to do something different anyway and express myself more I'm going to be more intelligent the way uh the words I use because I'm more writer um, than a singer though I, I think I work pretty good at getting the songs together with my 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 words that I put down there but um I just really felt to to share uh, my most, my most fragile, my most intense, and um, yeah, my most, my most inner, my most inner that I could ever share, 
with you on here. So I just opened up a folder for my iCloud. So I'll be going through more of these. I have a bunch of lyrics. Um, also, I don't know if I mentioned it last time or not, that I'm just kind of taking a lot of the lyrics that I wrote down from other songs from that envelope that I opened up that I started writing in years ago. And I'm going to start taking some of those out and putting them in with, I went to the park yesterday morning and I want to try to go every morning and I'm going to, um, even if I'm just writing anything for 10 minutes, I'm going to try to take uh, either an idea or some of the words from there. And um, like I can easily kind of, once I get in a mode, just start seeing where they all line up. Almost like you see a physics major, take all the numbers and you can see in his head where they need to be. I can do that with the um, idea and the lyrics of, of, of what I'm seeing in front of me at times when it comes to me. And it's so beautiful when it comes to me that way. And I find where the control of a woman is taken so much and my head injuries and it can be taken from you so much easier um, that meditating really really helps bring you to this place so I'm very grateful to all the free meditation that's out there for us so I mean it's out there for the listening a lot of us don't have money I know how hard it is to be strapped I mean it's horribly frightening when you've worked for so long but you haven't worked enough to really be able to feel safe in your life and someone has made sure that they took that away from you whether intentionally at that for that point or not that's what they did and to feel so vulnerable to the rest of the world not only in the injury that you have but in the fact that I mean how are you going to take care of yourself you know you have to be injured now the rest of your life to a certain point um, and then, of course, the abuse continued with me, so I couldn't work anyway. And I already struggled to that point to work because of the abuse in my life was so bad. And um, being a woman out there by myself, whether you're seeing someone or not, I mean, it was such a struggle, whether it was physical or emotional. And I um, had experienced both. And then, of course, when you have an actual injury that's permanent come on to you, um, let me tell you, all those people that were out there hurting you before, they're going to make sure they pick up, picked up where they left off at, plus possibly what this initial uh, injury could have been from. So, so I just am so glad that I can share like all of this with you, and I just really am so sure more now than ever, especially if I lose my sight. I thought, what can I give people from this? And I thought. I'm going to go into my songs, and I think that's what I'm doing now with this process, whether or not I actually lose the physical eyesight, but with the, the eye condition of having degenerative disease in both my eyes, I felt that I could really, really reach you through the expression of my lyrics, and I think that's going to be the most important thing to me is to reach you the way I present it to you and how helpful that can be. So so I hope that your weekend is going to go well. This will be out tomorrow, this podcast. And I want you to stay safe and stay blessed. And I hope you got anything at all from this podcast that was helpful to you. So thanks for listening. I really, truly appreciate it. Lord Jesus, and I'll sing a songwriter.
Just. <laughs> 